Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Tech Talks Podcast. I'm Tecla Wright, your host, and now YouTube channel. I'm so happy to be here, and I just wanted to explain some things. I am still doing um, podcast recording because I got to be honest, that was my first love. That was my first challenge. That was my first breakthrough. That was my first, you know, you get the picture, right? So on Tech Talks, we usually do a little highlight a moment through a book. And if you're new here, welcome, first of all. And I am so grateful that you're here with me. And we are doing my devotional book, my first book that I wrote um, as a devotional. And it's called Little Things Matter. Those little things make a big difference. And we are in chapter three. Let me get to my page. I have it marked right here. And chapter three is titled, We Are His. And I think it's very important, especially for me, leading you guys, that I pray and tap, tap, tap. <laughs> see, see why I need prayer uh, into God for assistance and for his purpose and glory. So real quick, dear Lord, they, thank you so much for this time and opportunity to share highlighted moments um, from your wisdom. And I pray that you give me mercy and grace, probably extra mercy and grace today to help um, me to help others uh, to find you and um, in your wonderful presence in Jesus name. Amen. So chapter three, we are his and I like to just kind of read a little bit because honestly, I feel like I better explain uh, what what I wrote <laughs> instead of just trying to scramble some words and shoot them out to you and hopefully make sense. So I'm going to read um, the scripture for this. In this chapter is um, Jeremiah 1 5 the ESV. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And there's a lot of good little things and tidbits in this verse. But what really uh, struck me was the word uh, consecrated. I looked up this word and it means to make holy or to uh, dedicate to a higher purpose. So before in the beginning, before we were formed, he already thought of a higher purpose for us. And that really encouraged me. Um, so I want to read a little bit on the very first page in this chapter. Let me try to find a place where I want to read. Hold on one second. I have to switch hands. <laughs> See, I'm not perfect. Okay. Regarding being his and being called to his purpose, what does that look like to you? Does a higher purpose mean higher than someone who makes a million dollars a year? Does the higher purpose mean being a doctor or a lawyer? Is a higher purpose mean, uh, mean being a pastor, nun, bishop, or a deacon? I know sometimes I feel more like I am nothing, not of any importance, only to my husband and my children, of course. Is that okay? I believe so. You can be separate from what the world has, tells you to be. You can be a separate type of mom, wife, friend, sister, aunt, grandma, teacher, nurse, cousin, whoever. You are called for more. But what does that mean? What does that look like? And here I give the answer. Love. Love is what we are called to do. Or called to, I mean, sorry. 
that is the highest honor and calling to walk out in life. You didn't know it was that simple, huh? But it, it isn't. Sometimes it's not always hard to be loving and sweet, right? But let's talk about God's love. And what does it say, um, what God's love truly is? 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 10. This is the NCV version, by the way. And it's a little bit lengthy, so I'll try not to read and sound like, hopefully not like a, a robot. <laughs> okay. I may speak in different languages of people or even angels, but if I do not have love, I am only a noisy bell or a crashing cymbal. I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all the secret things of God and have all knowledge. And I may have faith so great I can move mountains. But even with all these things, if I do not have love, then I am nothing. I may give away everything I have, and I may even give my body as an offering to be burned, but I gain nothing if I do not have love. And here's what love is. Verse four. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag and it is not proud. Love is not rude, is not selfish, and does not get upset with others. Love does not count up wrongs that have been done. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices over the truth. Love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts, always hopes, and always endures. Love never ends. There are gifts of prophecy, but they will be ended. There are gifts of speaking in different languages, but those gifts will stop. There is the gift of knowledge, but it will come to an end. The reason for this is that our knowledge and our ability to prophecy are not perfect. But when perfection comes, the things that are not perfect will end. Okay. Wow. That is a lot. Yes. Um, basically, what I want to emphasize to you is, if I do not have love, then I am nothing. So basically, you can have all the importance um, in your world. You can be the best Christian that you can be. But if you have not any of God's love, then you are nothing, according to here. So I want to point out to the next page, the world can try to tell you of what love is and what is not. However, have you noticed the world is rude, selfish, prideful, takes record of wrong, gets upset with people, judges people, holds a lot of anger and consider what is immoral to be normal. More and more of what God considers corrupt, the world views as acceptable. Much of the world seems to think that we as Christians do nothing but follow rules. Why is that? Probably because we have failed to walk out our calling of love. We haven't loved one another well. We maybe talk it, but do we walk it? I have heard many times that your actions speak louder than your words. Oh, how true this statement can be. And I want to pause and, and just share with you something that's not in this book, but something I have read recently. Um, I have been reading a, a diary of a, from a nun. Her name's um, Maria Faustina. And this made me think of something that she wrote. And I want to share with you guys because it really struck me. And, um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here. 
she said in her diary that the Lord Jesus came to her and talked to her. And he basically said, if you have a hard time believing and trusting my words, then please look at my wounds. Trust my wounds for you. And that is basically saying, if you have a hard time believing my words, look at my actions. Look what I did on the cross. Look what I did for you. I bled for you. I was whipped. I had a crown of thorns nailed to the cross. Look at my wounds and see how much I have suffered for you and your sake and to have um, a relationship with you. I went through all that so that I can love you and so that you can be received by me to be loved by me. This is the Lord speaking and trust in that. And that is something I wanted to point out with you guys today. I, I really felt like um, the press on my heart to share that. Okay, let's go on um, a little down in the middle of the same page that we just stopped and paused. Could it be possible that I have been so consumed with what I am doing and complaining about all the things that must be done that I forget that everything I do needs to be done in love? But what if I have been doing things for the sake of love? I clean the house, do the laundry, bathe my kids and on and the list goes on. Yes, in my heart, I do it out of love. However, if I also show how my disdain through my body language, then am I walking out my calling of love? No, I don't think so. I'm called to represent love. God is love, the very being of love. And pause right here. I didn't put this in the book, but I wish I did. God is not just the expression of love. He is love. Okay, one second. Let me turn the page. I also want to point out some encouragement here because I, I remember writing a little bit. And I was starting to feel a little discouraged because I kept thinking of all my wrongs and mistakes and how I wish I was better. And, and I was really starting to criticize myself. And I just want to, so I just want to remind you of what God reminded me. Take, take a look here in the kind of in the middle here. Um, okay. So I, I wrote, take note of this warning yet also take, um, Take heart because we don't have to do this on our own. We have his spirit. Zephaniah 4, 6 NIV. So he said to me, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And that's such a beautiful thing. He just reminded me, he's like, when you rely on yourself, you're pretty much going to mess up and fail. But when you truly try to walk in the spirit and walk with me and have a relationship with me and acknowledge me and um, and and try to live through the spirit, you're probably going to succeed. Not just probably. I'm pretty sure you are because you're allowing him to flow and work through you. You're just basically a straw and he is flowing through you. And that should be an encouragement for you as well as it is for me. And then I just want to write, or I mean, I just want to read real quick um, in here. I, ha I do have it prepared and underlined. I don't know if you uh, trust me with that, but I do. <laughs> um, okay, so I, we're still learning this. This is all process, by the way. The more we relinquish our strength, might, power, weakness, and even our own goodness, 
the more it becomes all God's. My theory is when we give it all to God, all of our know-hows and all of our cluelessness, he then has more room to move in us and through us. It gives him the ability to reign in you and to move through you. However, God has given us free will. He will not take it without your permission. He will point it out and press upon your heart to help you see, but you have to be the willing one to listen and obey. God wants to have a relationship with us first and foremost. He wants to develop character in us to have a heart like his. But it takes time after time, one small moment at a time, too. And let that be an encouragement. And let just, let that just sit in there for a little while. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Um, so I want to just finish this because I didn't realize that we were we were already like over 10 minutes in this and I want to keep this um, sweet, short and sweet and to the point. Okay. Towards the end here, I just want to remind all of us that your little actions do matter even more. So when you give your little moment to God, remember once it is his, he can take it and turn it into something beyond your imagination. Questions to ponder. How can the little things we do can be considered consecrated for the Lord? Write a little list for yourself. These little things do matter. Why? Ask God to help you understand his point of view on caring for the people around you. How could complaining taint our works? Ooh, that's a good one. How could complaining taint our works? Truth to hold. Philippians 2.14 NIV. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Don't you ever get that feeling sometimes? Like, really, God? And then you're like, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Sorry for that. Prayer suggestion. Ask God to help you see things from his point of view rather than your own. Ask God to help you trust in small, difficult moments. Amen. Oh, I I hope and pray that this encouraged you and blessed you in some way. And if it has, would you please do me a favor and like, subscribe, and share? You can share um, a copy to this link to a a friend through either social media, messenger, text, you name it, whatever. Email, okay? All that good stuff. And I'll see you again here next time on Tech Talks Podcast. Be embraced and let him love you. All right? See you next time. Bye-bye.